Welcome to Last Match Standing, the podcast where we review, relive, and rank the 100 greatest wrestling matches of all time. As always, I'm Spencer. I'm Paul. I'm Landon. And I'm your friendly neighborhood amalgamation, Corey Constantine. Corey Constantine is back and better than ever for our <laughs> season three finale. Thanks uh, for joining us, man. Oh, you're generous. Better than ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we thought it would be a great idea to have a professional opinion on what could be a really consequential episode for our ranking. So, uh, Corey, definitely appreciate you being here. Uh, before we get going, a uh, quick reminder, definitely follow us on our socials on Twitter and Facebook at LastMatchCast. You can also email us if you have any match suggestions or just thoughts on the show. You can do that at LastMatchStanding at gmail.com. And, of course, we would love if you would rate, review, and subscribe anywhere that you listen to your podcast, and we appreciate that as always. Uh, Paul, I know... That this is a, a consequential episode for you as well. Is that right? Yes. I have an earth-shattering announcement that will shake the very foundations of reality that you hold so dearly. How fitting for a season finale episode. <laughs> yeah, I hope there's a cliffhanger, quite frankly. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of re-ranking and all that fun stuff, we have so much to get to. Uh, we want to flashback ever so slightly, to our episode 60, Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe from Genesis. And we were grateful to get uh, a patron ranking, some feedback from Joey, one of our patrons. Uh, And we didn't get a chance to put it on the episode, so we wanted to give him his time right now uh, and see if that has any effect on how we ranked that uh, Angle and Joe match, which going into uh, right now, it sits at 22. So let's take a listen now to what Joey had to say. Salutations, Latch Match Standing Crew. Let's get right to it. These two men are the reason I'm a wrestling fan, and this match is a big reason why. I saw it live on pay-per-view as a kid, and I'm not going to lie, I was never really that big on the story going in, other than the weird Kurtz package angle they did on that one episode of Impact that was absolutely hilarious. And I was never that big on the finish. A little too close to home, a little too much uh, bad times for Kurt Angle for me to really enjoy it. But my God, the match itself, the atmosphere, the entrances, the physicality, and the pure weight of all the gold on the line gives it a feeling of just weight. It makes it feel like such a big deal. And with these two people involved, it's not hard to see why. Uh, Going down the list, it's real easy to compare it to like Joe versus Punk or, you know, Styles Joe and Christopher Daniels. I can't see myself ranking it as high as those. I can't see myself ranking it as high as Zack Sabre Jr. and Osprey, which is right under it, or Cena versus Michaels. Tiger Mask versus Dynamite Kid, however, mm, I look at that match and I see something from a different decade that, while spectacular, just doesn't hold that level of weight this match holds. So that in mind and, you know, really the point in the board where it's at and the people involved, I've got to rank this match as the 16th greatest wrestling match of all time, uh, tentatively. Hope you guys enjoyed and I can't wait for the next episode. Joey, our guy. I love that he used the word tentatively because that's how I feel about every time we rank anything. (laughs) I I love that he used the word hold the weight. (laughs) That's right. That's that's a landing favorite. Twice. 
Twice. <laughs> it does. Uh, I do love that he mentioned that these are two guys that are part of the reason why he watches wrestling. Yeah. And also, I think that speaks volumes to those two guys in the ring. I love how he mentioned it's like some dark times for Kurt. I'm like, oh, well, you went another way to not talk about that on the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was. But in considering that and seeing the, the quality and the level of wrestling that he was able to put out on that match speaks a lot to, oh, to, yeah. to that you know time period and, and what he's able to do. So, you know... I, I think we had a similar idea about this match. We had a very similar conversation well, hit on some of those points uh, last episode. Well, Landon, that's smack dab in the middle of the range we had. It really is. Exactly. So, Joey, again, thank you so much uh, for sending that in. It's duly noted, and I'm really curious to see if we're going to lean closer to 16 and away from 22 mm. uh, as we hit the back half of this episode when we re-rank. And so, i got to say, Joey, uh, you are now the second person that will be invited into my Lord's table. Wow. Uh-oh. Wow, the second person. The Dangerous Alliance? And that's not even... That's, that's not even copyrighted, your... so we're not calling that anymore. <laughs> I don't want to get The another, Dangerous uh... Conglomerate. Hey, we now we're talking. Well, I'm that's no longer Polly Dangerous, now I'm just Lord The Dangerous Pauly. Amalgamation. Oh. oh. Hold on now. It's it's copyright. Copyrighted. Oh, shit. Yeah. Give me infringement. I got an uncle who's a lawyer. We'll get the patent on that right now. <laughs> uh, all right. I, as we were also talking about, we had a double episode Monday last week. Which we was did. Really, really We've awesome. never done that before. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really, really fun. We got some pretty cool feedback, not just from patrons, but from also uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, and I think that there was something that, that Kick Cloud said about Jerry Lynn and RVD that I thought was awesome. Landon, what did Kick Clouds on Twitter have to tell us? Yeah, he said RVD once said uh, people would come up to me and say, hey – can we do some of that RVD Jerry Lynn shit? And I'd say, no, we can't. <laughs> Thank you, Kick Clouds. Oh my God, what a great little piece. I, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense, right? It does. Because when there are two people in the ring, you can't replicate what two people could come up with. And maybe Corey, can you can you maybe shed some light on that? As you know, obviously, uh, you know, pro wrestler yourself, what is it like whenever you work with somebody who is just so unique and you just click with? And and, and how rare. how does that change? It's rare, right? It's rare, and that's and that's the stuff that's going to elevate your game tremendously. And I think that exactly what y'all are talking about right now with RVD and Jerry Lynn, like we're you're talking about it, and sp- those two specifically, not RVD and Sabu, not RVD and whomever, right? We're talking about these specific two. So I mean, you think Sean Taker, yeah, you know, Ric Flair and Dusty. I mean, Ric Flair, you can go with at least three people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not the best example. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though. Like, it it can elevate your game. I've only, I mean, I've been in almost almost 10 years. I've come across two, maybe three people that, like, you're like, okay, yeah. So that's, it's crucial, vital. For me, it was one. That's That's got to be a special feeling. That has got to be... <laughs> Lane is like, was it me? <laughs> it, was, it wasn't. Uh, no, that's got to be a special was, uh, feeling when you get that that almost once in a lifetime sort of chemistry it is, in the ring. It is like, and and I mean, I'm like, I don't talk to the guy on the regular. Yeah. Uh, shout <laughs> out Daniel Crimson Bertrand. Hey. Um, but he was like one of the first ones that you know, like I had good chemistry with, and like every time we went out, crowd was hot, dude. I was only like a year, year and a half in, maybe, and um. Yeah, I mean, that that one's just, like, off the top of my head just because that was the first one. And, like, we still had to have that bond, even though, like, we don't keep up with each other per se, but it's just it's just there. So Every time you step in the ring together, it's the same. I mean, even if you just, like, see each other in yeah. passing, you're just kind of like, you just have, like, 
you're smiling on the inside because you're like, yeah, we did that. That is awesome. Man, that's so good. Um, the other episode that we dropped last week, uh, like we said, was Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. And unfortunately, <laughs> we heard from Podcast Hitman. Yeah, unfortunately. He had <laughs> Paul, some, what did he, he have to some, say? He had some excellent information to get. So this we is good. About, we talked about how the headbutt was like the biggest thing in TNA at that point. Yeah. He gave us the top three moments in TNA. So other big moments in TNA would have to be Elix Skipper's amazing tightrope cage walk into a her Frankensteiner off the top. That is just unbelievable. Yeah. The other being the amazing Bully Ray heel turn. Holy shit. That was dude. really good. And it was like a very long, slow burn. Like and I've been sleeping with Brooke Hogan and... <laughs> well, they got married. I mean... We all know that a marriage in a wrestling ring is forever. And then, of course, <laughs> the top, the number three. was. You're the right. Number. The internet is forever. That... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you might have to say top three again, or last three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the headbutt. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Do you guys agree? Is there another moment that sort of reaches those top three? Or would you say definitively, uh, Impact Wrestling, TNA, those are the three biggest moments the in their history? The Destination... X 2006, the Fire Russo, sorry, the Last Rites match. The Fire Russo match. <laughs> the fans chanted Fire Russo the entire 15 minutes. Um, God, I love Chris Sabin reaching the pinnacle and winning the TNA World Championship. I just, I'm a huge Chris Sabin fan, and that was a really big moment for me. Just yeah, seeing how much he gave to that X Division and mm-hmm. TNA as a whole was that was a big moment for me. I don't know if anyone wants- else really watched CNA in this room, but that was huge. <laughs> but that was it. Sure, he once wrestled a match in a diaper. I could have lived without knowing that. Um, was that honestly. top three? <laughs> no? Uh, bummer. I um, mean, I don't know of a lot. And the ones that I do know are kind of like usually Jeff Hardy, but um, yeah. <laughs> for better or worse, sadly. Fantastic. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Raven inside Six Sides of Steel was a Brutal. I mean, then you were just talking about the slow burn for Bully Ray, right? Mm. And that was the big one whenever he had the heel turn and went over. So, um, and then, dude, I don't know about y'all, but Jay Lethal and Ric Flair. Oh, you guys come out here like you're the He is so good. The woo off. If you close your eyes, man, you don't even know that's Jay Lethal. What I love about it is that Ric Flair clearly didn't know how good the impression was because he's like, Oh, 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 oh! He kept getting angry. He's like, that's really fucking good. He's like, oh, shit, the camera's going, ah, shit, ah. He kept getting to get angry, and he's like marking out because his kid's such a good job. I love that shit. That's my line! That's my line! I think you could probably look at my YouTube search history at any point in the last five years, and that would probably be a recent video that had played at some point Hell for yeah. me. Hell you know, yeah. like, guys are certainly no so more horsemen! <laughs> Thank you, Podcast Hitman, yeah, for, for bringing that, that to You're our You're going to find that jumping on's a lot easier than jumping off. <laughs> wow! That's my line! Sorry. Uh, Kick Clouds as well. Thank you so much for the feedback. We appreciate that, too. Uh, Do y'all ever just, like, pat Paul on the back for just being, like, just a database of, like, just no. sound bites? That, never, he, no. I mean... They don't. <laughs> they don't? Look, I'll, <laughs> Paul's I'll, feeling unappreciated. I'll say, I'll say it now. I'm a fan of the pod, and... He, this dude pops me like at least once an episode, <laughs> right? So, thank you. I have never met anyone with a bank of impressions or wrestling knowledge at all, like Paul. It's right? Speaking one of impressions, of not only does he know have... things, he reenacts things. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> to a certain degree of accuracy. Speaking of impressions, I mean, if you guys want one, there's a there's a 
uh, a couple of people on Twitter on Patreon have not asked for them, even though they've totally are in the right tier. So uh. that, that that's right. There's that's at least, right. There's at least four patrons. Only one of them's actually asked for one. And I'm like, hey guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrons, Over here, uh, patrons. If you are a two-time Slammy Award winner, you get any impression you want shout it out and we'll make paul do it so as long as <laughs> bring it's not it on. offensive I'll bring it on so one of my favorite things about our season finales are our surveys that we do right we get some awesome awesome feedback from our listeners not only about the rankings but about other aspects of our show and one of the things on our survey that we put this time around which by the way thanks to everyone who filled that out really really appreciate it really awesome feedback uh, one of the things that we put in was a question and answer sort of uh sort of bit so that we could have some questions that if you know if you guys had anything you wanted to know from us you know what would those things be and yeah so, we we've done the q a thing in the past yeah. and we it was we had some really really good feedback on that and and people have asked us to do it again so here we go yeah here we go uh the first one actually isn't even from the survey it was from a patron possibly the best named patron that we have arguably debatably <laughs> swift uh, nipples swift nipples oh i love swift nipples <laughs> that's right Corey's face was her gold <laughs> in that moment. Uh, Swift Nipples said, he asked us, do we rewatch previous matches that we've ranked to help us rank the current match that we are working on? So, do we rewatch matches? Uh, yes, I do. Every single time. That's why I always have one or two matches that I'm ready to throw as a possible similarity and more times than not i find that some of the older matches that we ranked really really high i'm like "Mm, i don't know i don't know if i agree with that anymore that's why a lot of times i'm trying to kind of call out certain matches i'm like i don't know if i agree with this anymore but this is not the platform to be like no move it but this is today today (laughs) that's what today is for uh so yeah if if i think a match is like super similar to something we've already covered i'll i'll go back and watch that and just so you know before i I, I get on blind and just start, you know, thinking, you know, what could, where could it go? I, I'll see it, if I really think this is better than that. Uh, it helps a lot. And then after it's ranked, sometimes I go back and based on its position, I'll look at what's above and below it just to sort of solidify my thought. Um, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good question. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I agree, sometimes we don't. It's tough because we have 60 matches now, right? So going <laughs> into it, we have to be thinking about. Oh, there's 50, 59 other matches to think about when we're turn in terms of ranking. And there's and no possible way we could keep 800 hours of wrestling in our head. Right, you know? right, also, right. Because a lot of times when we rank things, it's about the little intricacies that mm-hmm. happen, the little things. And sometimes that's tough to remember. Yeah, and also four of our matches are over an hour long. Yeah. Good so, point. So I would say that uh, the short answer to your question, Swift Nipples, is yes, absolutely. We go back and rewatch <laughs> matches for sure. Um, okay, so to the survey questions now. Uh, we'll just kind of rattle them off one at a time. How's that? Uh, the first one is, how has your perception of wrestling changed since starting the pod? Great question. Um, I, you know, I really think I've really grown to appreciate pacing and, and more of these oh. slower matches. You yes. know what I mean? And, and some Absolutely. people, you know, because some people are going to, you know, knock on, you know, a, 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 a match where you see a lot of rest holds, but... If you go back and it's not watch, a rest hold if you're working it exactly, Thank Corey, you. exactly. And so, at going to see these greatest matches of all time and seeing why people are saying these things, you do see a lot of rest holds, but there there is a purpose behind it. They're trying to tell a story. And how often do we say, yeah, like he had him in this armbar, but look at the way he's working the shoulder, and yeah. look at you know 
based on something that happened Hart previously matches. in the match. That's what he always did. And yeah. specifically, Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. Yes. That match is, what, number four on our list right now? It is. And it, it's a long match, and a ton of it is rest holds. But as Corey said, they're working it, and they there's are. a rhyme or reason to every move that they make. And it, I just, I think that's probably the biggest change that I've had in, in how I approach watching wrestling. It's no secret I watched the wrong Zack Sabre Jr. Will Ospreay match, and I was like, oh my god, this match is amazing. Then I watched the correct one, and this was like, fuck this, the rematch is better. Until I rewatched them both back to back to back. I watched them both three times in a row. I'm like, no, the rematch is fun the first time you watch it. You watch it again. There's no selling. They're moving too fast, and the moves have very little to no meaning. Whereas the match in Japan, they work every single hold. They don't repeat themselves, and they take their time. So I, I think you're going to have some people adding you, and that is at Paul Tialtazan. That's <laughs> right. Me all you want. I'm right. You're wrong. But I, <laughs> Send your hate tweets. <laughs> send them to me. You know what? Start right now. Don't even <laughs> wait for the rest of the pod. Pause the episode. Send your tweets. Uh, so I want to say for me. No, no. Keep it rolling. Because he's going to keep saying shit that's going to make you mad. You're going to need more than 280 characters. Uh, But for real, though, my my perception has changed a lot. Uh, I find that I enjoy some of the older matches a lot more than some of the more modern stuff. Mm -hmm. I have really thoroughly enjoyed watching stuff from the 70s and 80s more than I thought I was going to. The super, super, like, more recent things... There's a few ex- exceptions. For instance, Osprey and Sabre Jr. That was that was a breath of fresh air. Uh, but I don't watch a lot of current modern wrestling. I, I watch I watch AEW, um, but I don't really I don't watch Impact right now. I don't really watch WWE. I watch a little bit of Japan. It's just uh, my tastes have changed. So I think for me, uh, as the only person talking on this podcast right now that doesn't have some type of actual wrestling experience uh which i know if you look at a picture of all of us that would surprise you but um like a great referee i would make a killer referee. what a, what a compliment I, I, I don't know how to take it but i'm just gonna move right past it's it. like you, you see a lineup of folks to be like that's a wrestler that's a wrestler that's a wrestler a lot you would make Earl a great Hebner. referee <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a twin, so that there you go. So what you're saying uh, is you're gonna go sell merch out of the boot of your car. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> um, a point I, I want to make though is that there's so much wrestling now more than ever. There is. It's too right, and we've covered 60 of the greatest matches to ever happen. And I just feel like it makes I don't want to say that it makes everything else look mediocre, but it makes me appreciate these matches so much. Yeah. Because there's so much wrestling out there. And for us to be able to highlight these episodes and do a deep deep dive into each one of these matches makes me appreciate um, the intricacies of it. And I think Yeah, exactly. and, and I think that you bring up a really good point. It's easy to get jaded whenever you're watching <laughs> nothing but what people consider oh. is the best matches ever. And then you go back and try and watch something else. Like, it's really difficult for me to just watch Raw and SmackDown every week Same. now. Like well, it's it's so hard because you well, just the quality isn't there if you're looking at literally everything else we watch for the show is just greatest 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 greatest. It's hard. Well, then that's why I enjoy the WrestleMania reviews so much because some of them are shit. <laughs> some of them are so bad. <laughs> some of them are so fucking bad. We came off of like three back to back to back that were just bad. Just off the top, you oh. know which which were which were the the bad ones. Oh god. Okay. So. That stretch. Three from, location one? 
Oh, that's uh, that's the worst. <laughs> that was that WrestleMania two. Yeah, that's that's right two now is, our lowest oh. ranked mania. Okay. Then you watch three, 16. which is better. Then I feel like four and five are both mixed bags. Six is very fun. Seven, oh. eight. We liked it. Spencer hated it. Nine, <laughs> ten, and eleven were like guys. No. Yeah, I can't. our our bottom three. I think is a good place to look. Our bottom three is WrestleMania two, mm-hmm. WrestleMania nine. And WrestleMania 2000. Oh, so bad. Oop. Really? Yeah. Go yeah, watch yeah, yeah. it again. Okay. Rewatch it. Watch it again. Watch all it right, again. All right. Watch <laughs> it again. All right. Trust me. Uh, okay, so I want to I mean, take... No Mercy was better than that video game anyway, so. True. Hey, there you go. Uh, I want to take the question that was asked and flip it a little bit for Corey. How has wrestling changed for you at watching it since you've been a professional wrestler? So, when there's something about jaded Right. So I do my hair like generally like a neon green. Uh, I might change that to jade green because that's kind of how I'm feeling sometimes. <laughs> um, when it's good, dude, it's really, really, really good. When it's not good or when you just can't turn wrestler brain off and watch something like try to it, you can't watch it as a fan yeah. as much anymore. Whether or not you want to, um, it's a lot more difficult. But um I would say that when something is really good, I can watch it as a fan. That's kind of my barometer. Um, you know, there was other stuff that we were talking about earlier about pacing of matches and selling and making stuff move uh, stuff mean something. And uh, yeah, some of that is definitely lacking. Um, don't ever, 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 ever say you're going to throw a super kick in a match with me unless it's the finish. <laughs> and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Not right. a Young Bucks fan. I <laughs> whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on. They've done something with it. Yes. What I'm saying is when a super kick is a punch. Right. Good point. No. It, it, yeah, it, it totally breaks breaks the move for the rest of the show. I think I like how Shawn Michaels is not irate. All the time <laughs> is beyond me. I was going to say, I think I used it twice. I threw one in a match and I never throw one. And I did it instinctually. When I tell you I was down on myself through the rest of the match, just oh. saying, I just threw a super kick. I, I just need to retire now. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Bad, I love you. It wasn't the finish. <laughs> it was just random. And well, I felt terrible. I, I used it twice. Both times were like big near falls and I never threw it again. Okay, so uh, I, I wanted to, to switch gears just a little bit. Um, we've, we've mentioned sort of video games. So I have two sort of video game questions for us. Uh, okay. The first is, uh, and this is sort of a two-parter, but when you were a kid watching wrestling, you wanted to be a wrestler or whatever what gimmick did you give yourself and when that plays into the video game is uh, assuming you gave that gimmick to your created wrestler oh, I did. right on the video game <laughs> so what gimmick were you giving your created superstars okay it's my my created wrestler gimmick uh i just seen the godfather this is probably around the time smackdown shut your mouth had come out so i was about 12 or 13 and i wanted to make a wise guy italian wrestler named paul luigi and my first, I only did it for like a month. My first character was this Paul Luigi. I came out with like the blazer on and I had like these very, very almost like silk looking, like very, very shiny black tights. 
and I came out to Dean Martin music. Um, I <laughs> so used... what you're saying is the start of every future episode in season four is going to be Dean Martin and Paul Luigi because that is gold. I love it. Yeah, I, I did. It. Uh, it always my character always made him. Uh, nowadays, funny. I just I don't try to make myself. I just try to make some random generic wrestler that yeah. will never get over, but always make him. Get <laughs> He'll over. never get over. Uh, so mine, my very, very, very first call I ever did was Lando Dollar, literally dollar sign. <laughs> what and, game though? What uh, game? Hell yeah! What game? Oh 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 oh! Uh, WWE Raw. Okay. Oh, on the Xbox or or do it with no, 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 at no. that point it was Raw like Raw is War. For Nintendo was it 64? No. Uh, okay. No. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe it was, actually, now that okay. you mention it. it. It it looked like you were in some kind of garage, and then you went into the creative wrestling thing. But but yeah, Lando Dollar was my first gimmick, and I would I would totally, you know, what I, and I had like, oh, what was it called? I, I took out, uh, I think at one point I took out the dollar because it didn't make any sense. Because uh, <laughs> then you've been plural, right? Lando's. Right. And so it looked like a plural because of the dollar sign. Because it didn't but, make any sense. You're welcome. Ah! You're welcome. Uh, You're but way no. ahead of the game, though, man. Like, Ty Dollar Sign just popped up. <laughs> man. <laughs> but whenever I actually got into, like, you know, backyard wrestling and, like, actually, you know, physically trying to wrestle with my friends, I was like, okay, what am I actually going to call myself? And I used this all the way up until I just decided to stop wrestling was uh, Ace. And I just, I always loved that sort of, you know, the, the cards and, you know, you put a big old spade on my ass and, you know, like Phrasing. Ace. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's really good um i i mean i don't know i was never um super out outlandish with gimmicks um it, it, with my creative characters i was always because i've always sort of been sort of i mean now i'm not as frail as i and then as i was growing up but um i was you know a very average nerdy kind of kid growing up and so who i was in a video game was always just you know some sort of stronger version of that so just you know, blonde hair. Generally speaking, was really yeah. all it was. <laughs> uh, Corey, what what about you, man? Uh, so I I don't know how I remember this because I don't remember anything generally. Um, <laughs> but so my first would have been No Mercy, as well it should be. Uh, Greatest the, video game wrestling. It's ever. up, it's it's up really there, good. man. It's up it's there. Really good. That's like question. that creator wrestler that now that we're talking about it was like. It was ahead of its time yeah. for sure. Mm. Um, so this dude's name was Sky for some reason. I don't know why, but it was uh, blue as you do. I uh, want to say he had Hardy pants. Everyone did. Yep. Um, I don't know if he if we rocked the uh, like the Hardy style shirt or if we had like a cutoff blue. Obviously, blue hair. Um, he would have been, ironically enough. Kind of like a mix between American Badass Undertaker and Jeff Hardy, because I'm pretty sure it is Wonton Bomb and The Last Ride. <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah. And, uh, Range. Yeah, that, it's all it's all full circle since that was the last episode I did. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> that is no perfect. kidding. Yeah. Uh, the other video ca- game question that we got is, what is your favorite non wrestling video game? And I think this is really really interesting. Resident I'm curious Evil. what you guys have to say. Resident Evil. Resident I Evil. definitely knew that about you, Paul, for sure. Yeah, I think yeah, I've played uh, Resident Evil. Two probably well over a thousand times. 
Yeah, I appreciate wow. getting this question because we're, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know if we've technically announced it or not, but if you've ever taken a peek at our Patreon feed, uh, we are dabbling in the thought of maybe doing a Twitch stream in the future. And so if we were going to dabble into maybe doing some video games for you guys, uh, you know, so I, I do appreciate that question. Uh, I think the game that I played more than any other game, like more hours into it, uh, probably Kingdom Hearts, you know, Ooh, first one from PS2. Yeah, I, right. I play that game pretty much once or twice a year. I knew you were going to say WWE Crush Hour. I'm you so know, what? I love that game, to be honest. I do love that game. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, you know what? Uh, our producer is here, uh, Dustin. I know you're sort of a video game aficionado. What uh, What would you say is your favorite game? All right. My favorite game is a total weird one because no one ever brings this up, but Star Fox 64. I played that game so much, like hours oh, and yes. hours. And before the days of like being able to look up cheat codes and strategies and stuff on the internet, I found like all the secret pathways and stuff. And I feel like such a <laughs> god. Years old. I want to get like Star Fox tattoos, everything. Like I love that. Dustin, game. this was D- your chance. Dustin, yeah, Dustin, awesome. Dustin. They had players guide. Dustin, they did. <laughs> the players guide. Also, great choice. I can like with a lot of movies, I can basically recite that game as it's happening. So yeah, <laughs> I definitely sign off on that. I love do you. a barrel roll. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love the the mission where it's basically the final scene from Independence Day, but not really. Uh, it's, uh, I forget the name of the level, but like it's literally the final scene of Independence it's like Day. Corey, do yeah, you, Katina. Do yeah. you consider yourself a gamer? Like, are you are you big? Um, like diverse wise, no. I've been I've been playing the same game for probably the last four years. Anybody is a fan of Overwatch? I have a <laughs> I have a yeah. whole lot of hours What's on Overwatch. Name? You, what, you know what? What's my main, Dustin? Go ahead. Just just throw one out. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You're not, are you a tank or DPS? I don't know. Well, you read it. Read the read the room. Oh my god. It's kind of Okay, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm playing DPS if I feel like waiting that Victory. long. Mercy. Oh god. <laughs> I'm a mercy main. Yep. No way. Hope yep. is a mercy main. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. That's yeah. So yeah. funny. Wow. I have yep. never played it, so man, I'm gonna so, have Mercy. I don't know Reaper, Diva, and Mercy are my big three. Nice. My Fantastic. big thing right now is I'm replaying Dragon Age Origins, which is the best game ever made. Yeah, Paul care. talks about Dragon Age Origins all he the does. time. I don't he care does. anybody has an opinion about it. It's the best game ever made. <laughs> okay, so if you I like RPGs. So I'm going to apologize for this answer. This is going to make me seem like I don't belong in this room, really. Uh, I know. I, I'm just going to just turn away from Corey for the, <laughs> to avoid the judgment. Um, he said he wasn't a big gamer. He just plays Overwatch. Don't worry. Yeah, I, it's fine. I Video game is something that I've definitely always wanted to be really into. And I just, I've always been very, very basic in what I play. The most hours I put in are definitely NCAA football games. And I have no regret That's about it. Hey, you know okay. what? NCAA football is a, a franchise they need to bring back. Because those is. games were legit. Yep. Totally. I didn't even know they were gone. So. Yeah. Not yeah. since, yeah. since I've never 2014. Been a sports it's yeah. been a minute. 2014 uh, was the NFL last one. 2K. That was probably hey, about when I, I had, signed off. When it was ESPN. Yeah. I had that on the Dreamcast, if I remember correctly. Ooh, okay. Oof. Yeah. Um, okay, so all I, played, good I played NBA Jam in the nineties. Hey, that's yeah, right. you're on that's fire! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Fu. <laughs> oh no, I never played Jack Fu. Um, okay, a couple more questions here, guys. Uh, first one that I'll say is uh, which wrestler that's on the list so far uh, was do you think was the least likely to appear on the list? In Mike your Awesome. Yeah, Mike Awesome. <laughs> Mike Awesome. Mike yeah. Awesome's awesome. Interesting. Yeah, but. He's only on this list because I politicked for it. Well, I, I don't think that's true. I think, you know, actually, if you recall, 
Um, that was one of our first trivia challenges and yep. that I won, by the way. First ever, last match standing trivia champion. Uh, Boo. And, <laughs> and I actually am the one who suggested that match after I won trivia. So no, I don't think you politic to get it on. I think it was a legit good match. It's still on the list. It's not last place. Um, Corey, you remember Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. You know what match we're talking about, right? Heatwave 98. Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth. That's a glaring yes. He does yeah. remember. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the, the, the huge, huge power bomb over the top rope through the table to the outside. Okay. Well, if we're going to mention the clip, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know the clip. <laughs> yeah. So, so Mike Awesome, least likely. I think uh, so. I, I, <laughs> I knew he would make an appearance, and I didn't want him to, but Hulk Hogan, because I just can't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think of great wrestling when I think of Hulk Hogan, I but I get it. Um, so that would mean I, he couldn't be least likely. I, I would say Larry Zabisco. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Larry Zabisco is actually a fantastic a good wrestler. wrestler. He's a good wrestler. Um, but Wait, ones that are actually on here or ones that aren't on here? That are on ones, ones that, that are, are on the list. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. So for me... Well, th- there were wrestlers that I had never seen before, right? Like Octagon, right? I'd never seen yeah. that guy. I'd never yeah. seen Art Bar. Um, but I, machine. I figured, uh, but ones that, you know, I knew before going in and had seen them wrestle, but I figured we would never, ever put them on greatest wrestling matches of all time. And, and I think a lot of listeners probably agree and don't think this match deserves a spot on the list, but I do. Uh, Joey Ryan. Oh, yeah. I 100% hated joey ryan before uh, okay. i watched his pwg stuff uh so Corey, as you look at the list uh is there anyone that you think is is pretty unexpected yes but also no so yes i i wouldn't generally expect to see him um but no because of who it's with uh dean malenko <laughs> sleeper right i mean like obviously really really good but like how often do we talk about dean malenka not enough almost never and it's so weird he's such a i think the charisma aspect wasn't there and so it's difficult to sort of get behind and get a big following as like literally just being in the ring well that's why his gimmick was like he didn't talk right he just wrestled that was the whole point of the Iceman. that was the biggest mistake they had in WWE. put a microphone and said no don't put a mic in his hand. Just let him go out and just tear people apart in the ring. But the shit you could learn from just watching that man work oh, yeah. is amazing. Okay, so I want to, uh, I'm going to do two rapid fire questions. So just okay. off the dome real quick. First one, favorite all-time British wrestler. William Regal. Zack Sabre Jr. Fuck you. Uh, he's, he's the best of both worlds. <laughs> he's he's every that. bit of William Regal and every bit of Dean Malenko all rolled into one. Yeah, I really, really love William Regal. Uh, obviously, Davey Boy Smith, like, you know, like that obviously makes sense too. Soon to be um, Hall of Fame, Davey Boy Smith. Yeah, there's, uh, there's probably three or four that you could really, really have a conversation about, but you guys both named really good ones. I mean, I think it's obvious, right? William Regal? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to pick. Nowadays, man, big Pete Dunn fan. Oh, love Pete Dunne. Bruiserweight, for sure, no doubt. Um, Okay, next one. Favorite bad match? (laughs) Starcade 98. (laughs) I'm going to say... The whole fucking show. 
kidding. You know, the one that comes to mind is the the fuck on me match. Uh, oh god. Cody Rhodes versus Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, and if you don't know the story, just look up look it up on Starcast YouTube because it's hilarious. Story, I think. Yeah. Where's that referee? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You you know what we're talking about. Don't worry. I've never laughed harder so at Rhodes in my entire life. I think I'm gonna pass this question. Nope. No, I, mean, I, I don't like I nope. can't think I think, you know, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like favorite bad match. I I mean, there's several from any of the WrestleManias that we've covered so far. Oh. <laughs> cool. Adrian Adonis, do you like any of the Adrian Adonis matches? <laughs> Corey, anything come to mind? Um, Favorite bad match? Insert cringy peak attitude era diva match here. Ah, uh, there it is. There it is. Oh, okay. Well, that gives me mine. Uh, WrestleMania 20, the uh, e- Playboy evening gown match. Hell yeah. Oh, God. Is pretty abysmal. But it's got to be like, I, I almost what read What was the, the thing with the Miller Light Girls? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just started something and you don't even know you started something. Who who invented, who WrestleMania? invented WrestleMania? It's not it's not the Vince. best, but no no no, somebody has to do that. Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, they added another L into Hogan's name. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Oh, the Miller like Hogan. So maybe just favorite to rip on then. Maybe not actual oh, to rip favorite. On? No no no, that was I, I don't have I I don't have an actual answer for this. Right <laughs> right. right. I, I'd say Hogan Sting ninety seven. Yeah, okay. that's a good one. That's a good one. That should have been the best match ever, but it's not. Last two questions. Um, before the show, did we each have five, a definitive top five match list that we just thought personally? I did, yes. And then has any of our current top five surprised you? Uh, yeah. Um, none of the matches that I put in my short list are even on our list, and I don't think they will be on our list. See, that's so interesting. So, yeah, actually, my top five before doing this show was really, really different. And I think the main difference is, uh, you know, what I, I do think my number one was always Bret Hart, Steve Austin. And I think it's still number one. Uh, but I have to say a match that was not in my top five. And now at the end of this episode, based on looking at the listener feedback, which we'll get to in a little bit, uh you know, it, it might end up being number one at the end of this at the end of this episode. Uh, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah. It was not in my top five. It wasn't even on my radar before doing the show. I had never seen it. Before. And now I think it very well could be the last match standing. That's really really interesting. Um, we have not yet covered the match that I would I would say is my number one ever. Um, but I would agree with you. Triple H Shawn Michaels out of the sixty we've covered is is my personal favorite. Um, so I I think to answer the question, yeah, my my list is was different before we started the show, just because of the exposure that we've gotten by doing this, right? Uh, that's opened all of our eyes into different you know different areas, different oh, yeah, emotions, different things like that. My uh, uh, my top five is changed completely. Like uh, no, Paul's top five is all Joshi stuff now. So that's it. It's all of it. No, there's there's two in there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like my top five before going to this are matches we're probably never going to cover. I'm not going to talk about this because it's going to go to a whole other can of worms. But it's changed, and we've pretty much covered what I would consider now my top five. And like, it might surprise you, but once again, I ain't saying them. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, when you look at our top five right now, are those matches that you would consider top five greatest wrestling matches of all time? Are Are there any glaring omissions so far? Uh, I would definitely wouldn't say omissions. 
Although, send your hate tweets to, uh, I think, I'm at Constantine225. <laughs> um, I really like the Triple H and Sean match, but is it in my top five? Mm. Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and, and I guess just to clarify right now, our, our top five right now, before we get into the big conversation on, you know, what should move around... Uh, is at number five, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kazuchika Okada from Wrestle Kingdom 10. Number four, Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat from Wrestle War 89. Number three, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels from SummerSlam 2002. Number two, Omega Okada 4 from Dominion 2018. And right now, the current last match standing as of the season three finale, or at least the beginning of the season three finale, uh, Bret Hart versus Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13. The only good match in that card. <laughs> He's going to say that every time I say WrestleMania. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, I hate that WrestleMania. I'm I'm going to listen to what you had to say there, Corey, and we're going to get back to that match. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, just... I, I We'll get back to it, right? I We almost inevitably have to. <laughs> yeah, we're going to come back to um, it. Right? Okay, last question from the survey, which, by the way, great questions all around. Really appreciate them. Uh, but this question is, what's our plan after match number 100? Oh man! Uh, I will do a spinoff show where I review bad matches. <laughs> Paul really does want to review bad matches. Uh, worst yeah. match standing. Well, I, I don't know if I would do it like that. I don't want to say what's the worst match of all time. I would just want to review just. And I'm not talking about all oh, this matches just bad. Like no, no, no. I want to talk about matches that should have been good that are just shot to bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure at this point because. I think it's really going to depend on what our schedules are like after we hit episode 100. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit of a reset button at that point. But I think the most sense would be to just sort of carry on what we're doing now. And, and um, you know, at that point, we'll review a match and we'll say, does it make the list of the top 100 matches of all time? You know, I think that's going to be the most natural progression. But time yeah. will tell. Time will uh, tell. I, I think for for me, like my thought process is... Not even necessarily what our schedules. Obviously, that's going to play a part. But for me, it's what our listeners want. You know, what? Are they, where do they want us to go? Yeah. Um, do you want us to do last wrestler standing where we do an ep- 100 episodes on a different wrestler each time? Do you want us to do a last, you know, SummerSlam standing, last Wrestle Kingdom standing, whatever? You know, obviously, we're in the middle of last Mania standing. We, you know, we want to do what you guys want to listen to. And if that means we're just keeping this last match standing going you know, every week we're just going to decide if it doesn't make the list or not. I think that's a great idea. Um, so whatever you guys want, you let us know and, and we'll figure it out from there. Uh, Corey, what, do you have a suggestion there? Do you think um, just yeah. continuing as we go or, or yeah. is there something specific that I, I have a great suggestion? Um, it's kind of a life tip. Um, best of luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Q&A done and away, and it is now time for one of my favorite segments on our season finales, one that I just think is the most fun. Well, hold on a minute there, player. <laughs> because I have an announcement to make. This announcement comes with a very, very heavy heart, but I just can't live a lie anymore. Folks, you may know me as the guy that is a massive mark for Lex Luger. I'm not. I'm sorry. 
I know it's a big deal, but I admit that that was all drummed up for a publicity stunt. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's true. However, I have found a suitable replacement as my wrestling idol. That is none other than Sid Vicious. (laughs) The master and the ruler of the world. Because he has half the brain that you do. So are you saying that you just slashed the tires to the Lex Express? I did. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I am the reason why the Lex Express crashed and burned. I'm sorry, Lex. What are we going to do with all of our patrons who are Lexorcists? Well, we can just rename it to Master and Ruler of the Universe. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, rulers of the universes, peoples. <laughs> <laughs> that is earth-shattering, Paul. I know. Yeah, that's a bummer. So I hope I didn't break anyone's heart. It had to be done. Um, However, you can read Lex Luger's book, Wrestling with the Devil. It's okay. (laughs) He talks about uh, the Lex Express for one page. Does that seem like enough to you? No, it's like eight months. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It is time to get to season three by the numbers. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, we need a fancy like sound bite. For that. Yeah, Season three that. by the numbers. You're welcome. Uh so there's been over four big shows. <laughs> yeah, this is this is our version of like the the Royal Rumble. It's all about the numbers. There's been thirty one hundred tons of people in the ring. That's the equivalent of twenty seven big shows. Kane has eliminated eighteen people in every <laughs> That's that's know. right. That's Roman right. Roman is... Reigns won that one time and he got booed. <laughs> this oh, is Sound bites? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, air horn in there. Uh, this is our version of that. So, uh, for season three, we're going to start with match type. 17 of our 20 matches in season three were one-on-one. Yeah. 17. That's, actually, that's a little low. I would think like 19 or something like that. It was 17, which means through three seasons, 47 of our 60 matches are singles matches. Wow. 47 out of 60, hmm. which is, you know, that says something, I think. There's a little bit more multiple than I thought in there. Um, we only had four gimmick matches in this season. Uh, we had <laughs> war games. Uh, I counted Survivor Series, traditional Survivor Series, as, as sort of gimmicky. Yeah, definitely. Um, we had a, the last woman standing match, and then we had a Hell in a Cell uh, this season, uh, which means that 22 of our 60 matches through three seasons are uh, gimmicked in some way. Okay. Uh, which is interesting. Um, we had 10 different championship matches for 10 different titles in season three. That is really interesting. Which is really interesting, which means that total out of our 60 matches through three seasons, 37 of them are championship matches for 24 different belts. Holy shit. I didn't even know there were 24 belts in existence. That's right. Well, and they're all on SmackDown. But uh, <laughs> 24 different championships so oh, far shit. through our 60 <laughs> matches, which is fun. Um, okay, so. Okay, that one broke me. <laughs> this uh, this season, our longest match was the 60-minute time limit draw between Nick Bockwinkle and Kurt Hennig. Uh, Nick Bockwinkle. What, what, it, what about him? <laughs> anything worth noting about Nick Bockwinkle? Uh, he's got the brains and he's not humble. He'll win the belt back with the WrestleRock Rumble. Thank you very Hell much. Hell yeah, he will. Um, our shortest match was Alundra Blaze and Bull Nakano at 8 minutes and 10 seconds. That's only because that's only because Alundra was hurt. Yeah, yeah, which makes our um, average match time in Season 3 22 minutes and 52 seconds. Wow, that's kind of long. Yeah. 22, as in Kurt and Samoa Joe ranked at number 22. The numbers don't lie, Spencer! 
So, uh, the average match out of our 60 matches, the average match length is 24 minutes and 43 seconds. I would have said 25. Which yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, but after adding seven hours, 37 minutes, and 21 seconds from season three, if you were to watch from bell to bell all 60 of our matches just on loop, it would take you 24 hours, 38 minutes, and 43 seconds. That's easy. Get on it. It can be yeah. done. So we've officially eclipsed the uh, one full day mark here on Last Night Standing. So that's pretty interesting. And we have 20 matches to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm 20. sorry. We have 40, 40 matches 40, to 40. 40 matches <laughs> Oh, no. It really makes you think about the time that we put in. <laughs> we put in a full day. Clearly, we love you guys. Yeah, yeah. We've watched wrestling for a full day for you. Uh, we have More covered... that. You watch. You watch every uh, match before we record like four times. That's so. true. So oh, multiply I that. All, I need all the notes down. I got to find uh, the sign of the night. I got to find the fan of the night. I got to find the rally towel guy. Yeah, because we do that every episode. Got to find the powerbomb of the match. <laughs> That's it. That's important. Speaking of powerbombs, how many power... You didn't do that, did you? No. I, yeah. Damn it. I, listen, I'm only one man. Forgot well, I, I, I have uh, 16 of the last 20 matches had power bombs in them. Oh, there you go. And one of them had four. So it makes up for the four that didn't have <laughs> There you go. Perfect. Uh, we have covered nine different promotions in season three. Is that a new record? Uh, no, we had nine last season as well. Oh, we um, so three, Were they the same nine? No. No. Through three seasons, we've covered 12 different promotions. This season gave us our first ever triple A and AWA matches. So there you go. That's kind of fun. That is very fun. Yeah, 12 different promotions. I feel good about that. That's really nice. <laughs> ruffle, ruffle, ruffle. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, there's me turning the page. Um, right, season so three ranged from 1982 to 2020, right? So our, our most recent match ever. Um, we had five different matches in August in season three, huh? which is interesting. Something about August. I, I mean, know. there's SummerSlam, you know, goes on in August. Yeah. So through three seasons, uh, we've covered a span of 42 years between 1978 and 2020. Uh, there are four years that we have hit four different times in our 60 matches. Really? So what matches are those? Uh, well, I'll tell you the years. Okay. Uh, 2002. 2002. Yeah, I would say. Um, 94? Nope. <gasps> 96? Nope. 93. Nope. 97. 97. <laughs> 1997, 2002, 2006, and 2016. We've covered wow, four That's times. right. We have done 2016 yeah, 2016, which is good. Uh, we have more matches in April than any other month with 10. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, and then August with nine. So there you go. I, I just so think far, like through 60 matches. SummerSlam, even though we've not done that many, many, or that many SummerSlam matches. Um, through three seasons, Last Match Standing has visited 49 different venues in 36 cities. In 18 states in the U.S., um, Chicago, the most visited city six times. Really? We've been in Chicago six times. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, commentary team, we had 24 different commentators in season three. But Don West and Mike Tenay are the best. Uh, Jerry Lawler, the most frequent six times here oh, in season three. Uh, 13 commentators made the list for the first time. Uh, wow. And, yeah. yeah. That's a lot. And through three seasons, uh, we've had 43 commentators in total. JR and King on the list 18 times. Yes. Oh, wait. No shot. No I got shot. it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You're going to do last commentator standing. Last commentator standing. I'm in. That's it. That's what oh, we're doing. Mike Tanay like wins. So. I think Spencer's more of a last venue standing guy. <laughs> just super into the venues. Yeah. Last, last, That's my like, thing. Intro 
font yeah, standing. That's last graphic. That, yeah. That's it. I like yeah, I'll do last manager standing after this. <clears throat> uh, we had 17 different referees in season three. Last ref standing. <laughs> Ten of them for the first time, including... Well, they shouldn't uh, be Mike standing. Kiyoto. You gotta get down to make the count. <laughs> <laughs> um, so through three seasons, we've had 39 referees on last match standing, the most of which, of course... Earl Hebner with uh, nine different matches on the list. Red Shoes has got to be up there. Red Shoes has uh, five. So uh, nine for for Hebner, Kyoto with six, and Red Shoes with five. So that's sort of our top three as of now. Nice. Uh, And then finally, our wrestlers. So we had 54 different wrestlers in season three. Holy shit. Yep. Uh, 27 of which made the list for the first time, including Randy Orton. First time on the list. Wow. That's right. He's on there. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, and he's he's in the Survivor Series. Does it technically so. make Batista in there too? Um, I mean, I know it's, I know it's a run in, but no, we, we I, about I, I would say Batista hasn't really kind of made it to the list. Not yet. officially, yeah. not yeah. officially, not officially. But we've seen him. So through three seasons, we have featured 134 different wrestlers. Holy shit! 35 of which make multiple appearances. The most of which so far is Shawn Michaels with six. Yeah, I would um, say Ric Flair. Followed by The Undertaker with five. Ah. Followed by a tie with four between Kurt Angle, Bret Hart, and Steve Austin. So Ric Flair's not even in the top three. He's only going twice. No. So I have two questions. After all those numbers, I have two questions for you guys to see if you guys can can really think about the list really hard. Uh Uh-oh. What two wrestlers have made the list as both a wrestler and a referee? There are two... A wrestler and a referee? Yep. Nick Foley is always a ref. He is not on the list as a referee so far. There are two wrestlers that we've had that have made the list as both wrestlers um, and referees. Ken Shamrock. That is correct. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Oh, uh, Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat. Oh, yeah, of course, because of the the four-way X Division. Paul, nice job. Nice job. I have one more question for you. What three wrestlers Tough have song. appeared as both wrestlers and commentators? What? 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 Yeah, three wrestlers have appeared both on commentary and in the ring on our list so far. That's a good question. It is. It is. I Let me just look at our list over here. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, we don't put commentaries in the list, Landon. I think you. I think you guys can figure it out. Uh, two of them are in the same match. Oh, that's interesting. Wait, what? Two of them are in the same match. Two of them. Oh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Because he was on Bryan. commentary for the Cruiserweight Classic. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. Um, Nigel McGuinness. Nigel McGuinness. Yep. So there's one more. Yep. So Daniel Bryan, Nigel McGuinness, and... Is this last one difficult, or are we just dumb? Uh... No, I think it's I don't I don't I wouldn't say it's like completely obvious, but I'm trying to think. They commentated and wrestled. Yes. Within these matches? Yes. I would not say that this person is known for being the best commentator of all time. Paul Heyman. No. <laughs> I, I I'm leaning toward I am leaning towards Jerry the King Lawler because he may have been in the Royal Rumble. Uh no. He wasn't, not ninety two. Okay. Um Chris Jericho? No, that's a really good guess, though. That's a really good guess. I, I can't. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The answer is going to give us our last match standing 
Shucky Ducky Quack Quack no. moment. Oh, damn it. And it's Booker T. Yeah, Survivor Series match. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough. How about that? What, uh, so I guess he was the, con- he did commentary for Women's Triple Threat? Maybe. I can't remember. It was, it was one of them. He, he would have been whatever Raw for- matches were. Right? Yeah. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. One of one of our, our more recent raw matches. So Did Yeah, maybe maybe the, Cena Michael. Or, or yeah, it could have been Punk he Cena. Could have been Punk no, Cena. Yeah, he, I, yeah. It was Punk Cena. It was Punk Cena, I think. I was thinking Punk Cena or Punk Taker, but I don't remember. Because, yeah, it, could have been any of those, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah, for Cena, for Cena Michaels, he was still an active wrestler when that match happened. What a great by the numbers! Yeah, so there you go. There's season three by the numbers. Thank you, Spencer. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's interesting, I, and I'm really curious to see. You know, obviously, season four, 20 matches. Season five, 20 matches. Um, how that's going to change? I'm really, really interested. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but I think it's time. I think it's time now to get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. And Time. really break into what you guys, the listeners, think about our rankings. How we went wrong. Time! <laughs> it's time! Or... Time! It's time! It's Vader! Time! Have we not had on Vader that. on the show yet? No. That's an issue. Ooh, we need yeah. to fix that. I yeah. think so. I love Vader. Landon. He might not make it. The floor is yours, sir. All right, guys. I've got the I've got the data right here, and it was an insanely interesting uh, bit. We had a, a number of responses. Thank you, guys, so much, everyone who who reached out and gave us your feedback. Um, let's go. So so we broke it down a little bit differently this time, and the the way we're gonna do this is we asked you which matches you would rank higher, so closer to number one, and then which matches you would rank lower, so closer to sixty. And we're just going to kind of go through those. Yeah, I think the idea was we did not want to make you guys <laughs> rank them in order 1 to 60. Uh, one, that would have taken you guys a while. And two, it is painstakingly difficult, as we know. Especially if you haven't seen some of the matches. Yeah, so we thought this was the best way to sort of do it in a uh, in, an, in a, a subjective way. So I think this will work out really, really nicely. So obviously, there's a lot of ones and twos on this list. Uh, you know, almost every match got picked to go up or down at least one slot. Um, so what I'll do is I'll just sort of I'm looking at the complete data in a conglomeration of all of our scores, and I'll just take the ones that were a huge, huge, huge list. So so th- starting at the top, right? Thirty eight percent of our listeners who responded to the survey said that no surprise. Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, which is currently number three, deserves to be higher, closer to number one. Um, the glorious <laughs> surprise, thirty-eight percent. Um, so yeah, uh, keep going down here. We have fifteen percent of respondents said Bret Hart versus Owen Hart at, from WrestleMania ten, the one of the greatest opening matches in WrestleMania history. Uh, currently at number seven, fifteen percent of you think that that should be higher. Um, one of them. And we have a series of here right next to each other. Uh, what's ranked at number 10, 11, and 12, all three of these uh, should be higher. Uh, 30% of you believe that Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio from uh, Halloween Havoc 96 deserves to be higher. Uh, 23% of you think Akira Hakuto versus uh, Shinobu Kandori deserves to be a little bit higher than 11. Um, and match number 12, that's Cena Punk 
from Money in the Bank. 30% of you think that that one really deserves more credit. Yeah. Uh, that's really, really this interesting. A good match. Um, moving on down, this one shocks me. So this was that our you? season three finale. Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe. We ranked it at 22. Uh-huh. 23% of respondents to the survey said that should be ranked higher. I'm one of those people as well. <laughs> um, looking here. Uh, you know what? Number 31 we have ranked as Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. 23% of listeners think that should be higher as well as 23% of listeners think the Manami Toyota versus Akira Hakuto should be ranked higher than 33. I agree as well. Uh, moving on down, we've got... And, and guys, this is the highest percentage of any match that our listeners think should be higher. So what apparently should be ranked much, much higher, <laughs> uh, 46% Ooh, think... half. That Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, should be higher than 37. That is a beautiful car crash melody. Of yeah, we're going to have to talk about so, that one here in a sec. So much fun. Um, and we have 30% of folks think that Cactus Jack versus Triple H from Royal Rumble deserves more love. Currently, well, it's at 38. Now there's after my heart. I love that match. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. We'll talk about <laughs> it. We'll talk spot. about it. It's a good spot. Um, it's a great set. 30% of people think uh, Bret Hart versus British Bulldog from SummerSlam okay. should should get more love. Right now it's at 41. Um, and the last couple here, uh, right now at number 52, we have CM Punk versus The Undertaker from their WrestleMania yeah, that's, Clash. that's way too low. 52 is pretty low. So yeah, that, that'd be an interesting thing to talk through. What's the percentage there? 23%. Okay. And then also at 23%, the TLC one match. Okay, well here's my thing on that one. Really interesting. <laughs> that almost Here, made me throw my on. phone. Here's my thing on that one. TLC one should be removed, replaced with TLC two, which should be in like the top thirty. And you know what? We have talked about this. Fight me on all of our season finales at this point. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We're doing it. Okay, Corey Constantine. Hi. <laughs> hey, how's it going, man? I'm Doing great. Good. How are you? Oh, good. Yeah, good. Good to uh, see you around here. Yeah. <laughs> TLC one or TLC two? Two. Thank you. That was a really quick response. Yeah, it's better. It's, well, twenty three percent of people think that TLC one deserves to be higher because they probably sixty on our list. They I can. Probably think I can it's agree. Two. I can agree that it could be. How much? That's a different story. Maybe uh, two its response. Yeah. Yeah. I would be totally fine with removing TLC one from the list. First time ever taking a match off, replacing with TLC and replacing 2. it with TLC two. And have you done a TLC two? No, we haven't done it yet. Yeah. Well, we we always ask the What's question. Funny, and we don't get a lot of response. I'm like, fuck it, we're just doing it. We're just going to do it. If you guys don't like it, don't listen to that episode. And the thing is, we all recently dude, watched TLC two for yeah. our last Mania standing crawl because oh. we did. We we are now at WrestleMania X seven. Uh, on our last mania standing, so so it's it's up interesting because now it's, it's all fresh in our me. minds. Yeah, yeah, it's a far superior match in every conceivable way. Yeah, I can say that. And we literally watched them back to back, and I'm like, no, it's it's better. They had more time. They get to do more spectacular spots. There's actual wrestling moves, which was your biggest complaint about the first one. There's People no stay down. What? 
Yeah, people also sell. We did also <laughs> receive a comment, and this was only from 7% of folks, so it, it wasn't one of the ones that got a whole lot of love, but Rock Hogan is currently at number 46. Okay. Uh, we got an interesting comment that said, you know what, I really think it should be in the top 30. So that's in the upper half. Okay. Uh, which would put it above matches like Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. What do y'all think about Rock Hogan? Well, uh, I reject your hypothesis, but I thank you for writing in. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. That's a match that is ranked solely based off of the characters and the crowd, and not at all. And Jim Ross. And Jim Ross. And not at all based off the action in the ring. My God, the strength of Hogan! The action of the ring would disqualify it from the list. It doesn't compare to almost anything else we have. That's why I put up there with the with the age-old Jericho quote, if you mute it, then it's nothing special. But, but, wrestling is not intended to be taken and muted. No. And I, and I think that is a lot to say about Rock Hogan. Having arguably the best crowd reaction of all time yeah. is an important thing. It. I said this on my on my new ranking system. That that affects the quality of the match. Whether people want to admit it or not, it does. If you have like the best crowd of all time and you're just like shoving each other, I don't care. Big good match. But you could have a fucking clinic and people were like, eh. Which I've seen before and it pisses me off. It ruins my appreciation of a good match. The crowd's just like, eh. So really, really good data there. I think it's time to move on to which matches our listeners think should rank lower. So, oh, so not necessarily all the way to the bottom, but just somewhere closer to 60 than where they are currently. Holy shit. And so here, <laughs> here are, <laughs> Paul can kind of look over my shoulder and oh see some of the God, data. It's amazing. 18% of listeners agree <laughs> that currently our number one match should not be the last match standing. And of course, that is Bret Hart versus Steve Austin. I, I'm pretty sure Kevin Mann did a survey because he even kind of made a joke about it when they sponsored us. <laughs> um, 27% of you think that Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat is too high. Really? At number four. Okay. Yeah. Um, I could be debated on that one. It looks like um, 27% of folks believe the exhibition four-way is a little bit high at number nine. And, yeah, you know, I, like, I hear that. I hear that. I wouldn't move that one very far. Like, I'm not sure how many people have seen that match. Yeah, me too. Because you can... It's, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, we've got 18% who agree that Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate might be a little high. Mm-hmm. At number eight, those people are wrong, but I, you know, <laughs> no, we'll see. No, no we'll they're see. they're right, and, and I'll tell you why in a bit. Okay, eighteen um, percent also agree. John Cena versus CM Punk is a little high, and that, wait, 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 wait. that so, is interesting. So it's too high and too low. It's at the too same high time. and too low. So we have eighteen percent of folks think it's too high. At, so this is the Goldilocks match. This is the, it. Might it might end up being the Goldilocks match because we have. Um, 30% of people think that it's too low. Okay. That outranks. So they null, null and void. Interesting. Interesting data. Thank you, everyone who responded to this poll. Um, we've got, let's see, 18% of people think that we put Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay a little too high. Don't let Hope hear uh, me say that. 
um, at 18%. If it moves, it wouldn't move very far. 18% agree. Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard is high at yeah, 18. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but in, so this is the, the highest percentage of people agree at 36% that Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio from WrestleMania 21 is ranked too high at 19. Okay. Okay. I I, I mean, their, their, their Halloween Havoc match is way better. That's the thing. It's, it's the only match on our list that we literally have copy paste. We have another one of their matches. Yes. Yeah. But it's like 11 years later. And so do they both deserve a spot in the top 20 that we need to talk about? Maybe. I don't know. Once again, if it moves, it ain't moving very far. Um, let's see. We've got, and and you know what? Let's just go to this one. 27%. That's a lot. Believe that the match we were just talking about, Rock Hogan, is too high. At 46, it's too high. Uh, 27% of you believe that. So They clearly watched without the the sound on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's not bad. We're not saying it's like... I would never say it's a bad match. I would just say that I do see the criticism of like the crowd and the commentators make it, but it's it's a very it's it's so important. It's like the importance of it outweighs the quality of it. Does that make any sense? In my opinion. And so, from an outsider's perspective, just kind of scaling all of this back, if we think about it now, I mean, you're getting no less than fifteen to twenty, like really good matches every year for at least the last you know five years since wrestling's really started heating up so i mean this is like the fact that it's even on the top 100 in itself is i mean that's got to say something yeah. i would say well said was the old and punk? that Fine is speech. the data that <laughs> is that is what we have to go off of for our season three finale do we see anything that conclusively states that we have misranked some of these matches? Okay, so based on what I saw, like three. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that data you gave me and get just the high points for both. Okay. Right? So there's a lot of 23% and 18% whatever booting them, right? Just for the sake of this conversation, right? Otherwise, we'll be here all day. So um, for let's start lower just because there are fewer of those. So for the lower matches... There are four that stand out with more than a quarter of respondents saying they should be lower, okay? And that's Flair Steamboat at four, the X Division four-way, Rock Hogan, and Eddie and Ray from WrestleMania 21. Those are the four matches that more, more than any of the other ones, people want ranked lower, okay? The most of which is Rock Hogan. So I, I would say start, uh, not Rock Hogan, I'm so sorry, Eddie and Ray from WrestleMania 21. So I would say start there. What are we at right now? Eddie right now, Ray. yeah, right now Eddie and Ray at WrestleMania 21 is ranked number 19. It's surrounded by Magnum TA and Telly Blanchard at 18. Okay, so And Bailey going... versus Sasha Banks at 20. I would not, okay, first off, I would put it above TA and, and, and uh, Blanchard, almost at TA and Magnum. I, I think it's better than that. But I think people also want that one to move down, too. So it's like, uh, what do we do here? Well, okay, so here's the thing. We have sort of debated the placement of this episode, and we've done it recently. Uh, And, you know, we can go back and listen to what our deliberation was then. But today we're joined by a guest. And, Corey, I'd really love to lean on your opinion here. Based on what the listeners are saying, they think 
Eddie and Ray at WrestleMania 21 is too high at 19. Corey, what, what's your reaction to that? <laughs> okay. A golf clap. I love it. So, um, where does it go then? How far? How do? How far should it fall? I need. I double check this list here. So we're nineteen, right? Yeah, I, I definitely see an you argument. You know what I'm gonna say? Uh oh. You know what I'm gonna say? What's he gonna say? You already know. You know what I'm gonna say? It should at least go to. 22. 22. So that would put it right above Angle Samoa Joe. <laughs> but I said at least to 22. At least. Which, uh, if it was... realistically, 23. Thank you. Okay. Okay. And so that's, that was... that's generous for me. Generous. Okay. And that's just for the ones that fall directly beneath it. I disagree. Specifically. I definitely. Specifically, Landon. <laughs> Shinsuke and Koda. So you're thinking you're thinking Shinsuke and Koda is is way too low, is is what it sounds like. I'm saying that it shouldn't be below this match for sure. Okay. I agree with that. And, and you know what? I have heard that from several listeners as well. It didn't necessarily show up on this survey, um, but I've heard a lot of love for Shinsuke and Koda. It's so, good. So you know what? I, I am comfortable. Moving this into the the twenty two spot, or, or maybe uh, maybe even lower. Twenty three. Yeah, I would go twenty three. Put it right above the Triple I tag team, but right below Kurt Angle Samoa yeah. Joe. Right above Beetlejuice. How do, how does that sound? It Love is it. done. Fan. Boom! You heard it here first. Fantastic. Eddie and Ray from WrestleMania twenty one is now number twenty. Two. That's it. Originally, I was going to be like, it should be number 21. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for that recommendation. I mean, that was a huge percentage of you guys thought that that should be lower. Um, and, and you know what? This and is now it really, is. This is really hard. I, I feel so bad about it. It is. It is. There's you a couple other it? matches uh, that people want to rank lower that, that are worth considering. Uh, and, and let's do Rock Hogan at 46. Okay. You know what? I moved down to 47. Below uh, Robbie and Dam and Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Uh, again, I I would love to. Um, we to got re- one point just to like rely that. on Corey here for Rock Hogan. Um, you know, this is a match. I don't. I would love from a professional wrestler's perspective. Okay, actually, how does this match stand up? I'll stop being a smartass and actually look at the list. I mean, it's it's there. It's, this is a tough one, man, because I feel like once this one shifts, if it goes down, then a lot of other things have to move around. Um, again, I know, I know we have the sound test, and that's fine, but like even still with the sound test, you can still see all these flash bulbs going off in the audience. Yeah, all I, throughout. Uh, I, I mean, it's almost like it's like you know glimmering all the way throughout because I mean, I feel like the flash bulbs don't stop throughout the I entire agree. match. I know I said that means a, this is something that's a big deal because yes. this isn't like special effects. We're peppering it in like this is, you know, real people saying however many people was it? Sixty seven thousand two hundred fifty seven. I just watched it last night. <laughs> uh, so, oh, wait, no, this is Sky Dome. No, this is more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's up there. And I feel like that's something that's 
it's it's transcendent, right? Like when you don't have to do anything, literally, and you get a this is awesome chant. That's that's hard to be trifled with. All right. So I'm looking at I know I jokingly said 47. Um, I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, that is my absolute floor. It cannot go any lower than that. Yeah, so so let's talk about that. If it, we it move it down at all, it's going below Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn from Hardcore well, Heaven well, he, 99. Here's my thing. Do we think that's appropriate? Hang on, here's my thing. I cannot and will not put this below the Survivor Series match or War Games. I agree. Because it is superior to both of them. I agree. If anything, I would move it up. Well, that I is would, not what we're looking at doing based on the data that we got from I'm our, our listeners. I'm looking at that data and I'm looking at this and I'm like, as much as I love Marty and Rocco, I might actually put it above that. So if anything, I'm talking about possibly going up. It sounds like this one might need to stay where it is. Spencer? That's exactly where I'm at. That's I just right, think, yeah. Yeah. I, I just think um, I there's to go nothing way. conclusive. And I think maybe more feedback from the listeners would be beneficial in this area. But the biggest takeaway for me is I would, if I'm moving up, one. Moving down, one. That's it. Because I got a hard ceiling on it and a hard floor. So I think that means stay right where you are. Well, and the reality is, is that that number for Rock Hogan might shift based off of the rest of this conversation. It could. True. Very well could. Um, so <clears throat> the other two matches that are worth mentioning as far as lowering them were Flair Steamboat and the X Division Fatal 4-Way. Those are number four and number nine, respectively, right now. Um, do you guys have any feeling one way or the other? Um, If I move either one of those, once again, it's probably only going to be one. Like, I wouldn't go any further than one position. That's that's about all I got to say on it. Uh, I, would, I would move the X Division Fatal 4-Way. Um, I would drop it two spots actually behind and put it at Kandori, 11 uh, behind Guerrero and Mysterio from Halloween Havoc and Hokuto Kandori from Dream Slam. I can see that happen. That's personally that's where I would And I that would wouldn't fall. break my heart either. I can live with that. I am going to shock the world because I am debuting none other than the Shock Master. I think the four way could drop all the way to 19. <laughs> So I think Sorry, I that's further than Shockmaster dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Busted through the wall. Uh, so oh, I, I think I the think thing about the thing about the Fatal Four Way is I get super hype about that one, and I've really pushed it for a long time. It's good, but nobody knows what the hell it is, and that's not a reason to drop it per se. Um, but we do talk about the stage that something is on. And this match is important. And hey, top 20 is still a big freaking yeah. deal. It's just, um, it's in front of But I think I get wrapped up in, you know, how interesting things are and the pacing. And, you know, it's just always, it's like 35 minutes and it's, it's 35 minutes of fast pace. Awesome. Jerry Lynn, AJ Styles, psychosis, you know, it's, it's amazing stuff. Low key. Uh, yes. And low key. You can't forget him. I, I never did. But... If you look at some of the matches between here and there, I think there's just some recognition and some underlying importance. Yes, this established the X Division, but is that more important than what Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio did at Halloween Havoc? Okay, is this okay. more important Landon? than the the Broadway of John Cena and Shawn Michaels? I just, I don't know. Okay, Landon, I see your point, but I would not put it at number 19. I put it at number 18. 
Okay, so you would put it right above Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard. I put it above that, yeah. I'm good with that. Corey? Yeah. That makes sense to you. Have you seen the X Division four way match? Do you know what we're talking about? Not this particular one, no. Well, you hear the, you hear the, that, I mean, that proves your names. point, doesn't it? No, no, yeah. When I hear it's, the four yeah, names. It sort of proves my point. No, no, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I hear the four names, though, that I, I think that that kind of speaks for itself. Right. So that could be the largest drop that we've done so far ever. It, so, it very well may be. I mean, recap it for me. Where do we go? From where to where? From number nine. All the way to number 18. And and, and to, to put Ooh. it in perspective, 27% of our listeners thought it was ranked too high. So I do feel okay about dropping Clearly this Clearly so did we. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Now, as far as Flare Steamboat goes, how many said they thought it was too high? 27%. The same 27. that said the X Division was. You see, it's a dangerous game moving it. Because on the one hand, I see why people feel that way. But at the same time, I don't know if those people watched it. And I certainly don't know if they watched the trilogy in general. If it would move down, it would not go very far. This is a modern versus classic wrestling conversation. Um, And I don't know that now is the time to make a ruling on that. Yeah, I I, I want to wait on that one just because there's, that match is so important. As we said when we first reviewed it, this is either going to make or break our show. Because hey, and listen. People are going to listen to it like, fuck you guys, you don't like wrestling, or fuck you guys, I don't want to listen to two old men. I'm like, whatever. You know who came out at the end of that one? Terry Funk. Yeah. <laughs> I just well, hey, Rick, I, I know I said I was gonna challenge you for your belt, but I'm not actually gonna do that. I'm just gonna congratulate you and hey, you son of a bitch, you're gonna die. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> so as I'm looking at our top ten, I realize what we've just done by moving the four way out of the top ten. We have made Akira Hokuto versus Shinobu Kandori the threshold match for our top ten. Good luck beating that. Sounds good to me. And I love that. So right way, now, right now we're talking about Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. Does that move out of the top ten for you guys? Flair Steamboat? Uh if it does, not today. No, it doesn't actually, even if it moves. I, I, I don't think so. I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't drop Flair Steamboat nine spots. Some no, comment maybe uh, one. We did get a comment maybe. uh from folks who filled out the survey saying that it's top fifteen at best. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I think this is a match that people would be able to hang their career on and say, I know that this is going to inspire another generation of wrestlers. I think it did. I absolutely think it fucking did. The same way that Flair and... um, The same way that Steamboat and Savage inspired an entire generation of wrestlers. I think it absolutely did. Corey? Playing with fire, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't budget i think it stays where it is for no, I, I at, it, still at number four okay. if, any, for if anything i'd move it down one one so you think tanahashi and okada told a better story possibly <laughs> it's arguable but that's the whole point of the show yeah, yeah for sure but they're very the the fun part about that is it's very comparable yeah i would well, agree I mean, the it's literally between... exactly what you said it's modern versus yeah. you know older well, the because main I mean, I, I I would equate your Tana to be your Ricky there, oh, and your absolutely. Okada your Flair, a lot and, of parallels. So, 
And one thing that I think might balance this out for us is, so yes, there were 27% of people who said that they want this um, uh, lower, but there's also 7% of people who wanted the same match higher. Yeah. If you look at the data. I think that tells you it's in the right place. It, it, this is, what do you come to wrestling for? Yeah. And that's the conversation. It might've been my favorite match of all time, but I understand why it's revered so highly and we fucking watched it multiple times and reviewed it. And we were kind of, we talked about it. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Cause if we say this matches the drizzling shits, we're going to lose a lot of people. If we say it's the greatest match of all time, we're going to lose a lot of people. I think it belongs in the top 10 for sure. Top five is still debatable, but we still have 40 other matches to review. Uh, so when we go to the, the ones that people want higher, um, I think our conversation has already, um, helped some of those matches out already. Uh, so I'm going to focus on two matches. And those are the two that are highest uh, percentage-wise that people want to move up. The first of which is Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, uh, that is currently ranked number 37. Oof. That's got to be Kane. That's and the I match. Love, and I love how we did not make it about that until it happened. Because that would have <laughs> been work. so easy to that be That was like, Paul's idea. I was like, we are not talking about Kane until he appears because I feel like that changes the match being about the greatest debut of a new character versus, holy shit, look at these guys just did with a fucking cell. But all of it came together. It did, yeah. And so, I, I, I just think it's so funny. And I think to your point too, Paul, is I wasn't even there thinking about that match. Like, I didn't even think about Kane. And then he shows up. He said, no, even then Spencer said, you know, this, the, the Kane line. And I was like, you're right. Like that, it automatically changes the perception of the match because if we're talking too high right now, it needs to come down. Yeah. I mean, standalone without that. Still, it would, it would, it was still a really strong match, but could it? Yeah. But when you throw Kane in there, it's like, well, it's you just got to it's kind of part of it right because he got in there he changed the direction of the match oh yeah because taker was definitely going to win the match is over right kane shows up rips the door off the cell holds undertaker up for an unnaturally amount of time because he couldn't find the right camera and then does a jumping tombstone we never see the undertaker really sell and then this guy comes out and kills him with one move yeah i mean i i think it's the definition of a game-changing moment um, and it's all part of a really, really good story and that, that they're telling the whole time. The whole Taker Kane feud didn't finally end until 2010. 2010 was the last time that they had a match as opponents. 2010. So, just looking through some of the comments that we did receive on this match in particular, uh, it looks like people would like to see this match around 19. Oh, that's really high. That's a big jump. Which, yeah, it's a huge jump. It would put it above Ibushi Nakamura. It would put it above Sasha Banks and Bailey. Because they want it to be top 20, huh? That's what it looks like. What do y'all think? How, how would you react to that move? Okay, not 19. Corey, what, what are you thinking here? I'm trying to find it on the list right now. We're it's at 37. what? 37? 37 to 19? That is... That's a jump. huge jump. It is. Holy Maybe cow. 29, not mm. 19. I'm going to fervently disagree on that kind of a jump. Yeah, okay. Well, let's look at Paul's suggestion. At, at That was a throwaway, so, I mean. Well, 29 would put it underneath Nick Bockwinkle versus Kurt Henning, which I agree. Okay. Um, 
is it better than what Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels did at WrestleMania 19? Um, total package, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The total overall, what was going on I in the so. ring and outside of the ring with Kane coming in. The and story. I can say that objectively because Jericho and Michaels is one of my favorite matches. So, yeah, I I would agree. It's, that, that's a good spot. It feels right. Mm-hmm. Spencer? So, 29? Right. It would go, it would move up from 37 to 29. Yeah, I can. I mean, I I personally would say this is even even above Bachwinkle and, and Hennig. That's just yeah. my personal yeah. opinion. Um, so I would I would put it twenty eight. Um, that's me. You know what? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I would put it above Bachwinkle Hennig. It has a definitive finish. So even if it's you know, I don't enjoy a time limit draw. But they did a really good job. They did. It's a great match. I love it because there's like a good five minutes of just Bachwinkle getting the shit beat out of him, but I, he just can't I, pin him. I want to say going back. I love this because you were going back and forth, Landon. I'm going well. The reason I'm going back and forth because I'm looking at the data. Seven percent of people believe that Bachwinkle and Hennig should actually be higher, but nine percent believe it should be lower. So I feel like we sort of we a sort of gold, over here. we sort of Goldilocks the Bachwinkle Hennig match to me. Well, and so 7% and 9% I don't think is high enough to even really... Take into consideration? Yeah. Well, then, with 46% of people agreeing that Michaels and Taker is too low... Including all four of us, apparently. I I think (laughs) that means it has to go above Bachwinkle-Hennig at 28. Yeah, I I agree. 28. There we go. There we go. Um, okay, there are uh, just a couple of other matches that we could just briefly touch on before we hit the big one. Um, Cactus Jack, Triple H, and then Bret Hart and the British Bulldog. So those matches currently are 38 and 41, respectively. Any 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 reason to think they should be higher? Uh, Hart, Bulldog... Um... I don't know if I would actually move it up higher, and my only really nitpick of that match is is the fact that they had so many rest holes. It's, it's for a good reason, and it's not just they stop for like two minutes and then they wrestle. Like, there's a very very good reason why they do that, and it does kind of work into the to the um, the story of the match a lot. Um, I think knowing as much as I know behind the scenes just brings it down a little too much for me and i cannot divorce like what i know about the behind the scenes versus i i can't i just cannot turn that part of my brain off and just watch it as purely a fan with no information i I know too many things about it that me personally i would leave it right where it is landon either one of those feel like they need to be bumped up are they good where they at it's really difficult for me. I've got people over here looking at the comments. I've got people saying Cactus Jack versus Triple H deserves a spot in the top 10. Uh, I disagree with that, but... No. Tom you know, it, it, and Bret Hart versus Bulldog deserves a spot in the top 20. Uh, oh. you're, close, you're closer on that one than you are for the top 10 I, for the I, other I just, one. I, I can't. I'm sorry. Just my knowledge of what was going on behind the scenes and the fact that literally a month later bulldog's not in the fucking company anymore just it it just, it takes it takes too much away from it i agree with paul yeah it's a fantastic match would it have been better if davy boy was 
on the up and up? Oh, absolutely. And I think but, one thing I would like to take into account is last season we did bump Cactus Jack and Triple H higher. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. So how much higher are we going to be comfortable moving it? Um, understanding, you know, this is the data. This is what the listeners are saying. Um, it's just tough. I would put it above Edge versus Mick Foley. That's what I was about to say. If anything, I would swap those two or just put it right above it. I would move right above that because that match is talking about Cactus and Triple H. Yeah, same. I agree with that. My my thing with that. If we're moving into 35-36 territory, I would put it above DIY Revival. Um, I personally think DIY Revival is too high. I love how we thought that was the best match ever. And then we're kind of like, is it though? Hey, Mm. you know, just while we're talking about DIY Revival. I'm going to say... No, I think I think DIY revival is where it should be. And yeah. because we're I don't want leaning on is a strong word, but I'll use it anyway. Cactus and Triple H was a lot of, of, of gaga, right? It was a lot of outside of the outside yeah. of the ring. We're a using this, practical. we're doing this, we're doing that. They're shortcuts. DIY and revival. Dude, they're out there. They put on a clinic, a great tag match, which you don't see a whole lot of great tag Mm, matches. Sure. Especially now. So that's kind of my argument on on that one. Yeah, maybe that one stays. Uh, And, you know, speaking of DIY Revival, we had 0% of people say that that match should go any lower. We had people say it should go higher. Um, So maybe that one does stay. Yeah, Um, I think it stays. So what, we think Cactus Jack and Triple H deserves a bump to... 36? 36. Yeah, 36. Either that or you flip-flop them. So. I, I think I'm comfortable with both of those. Yeah, I don't know if I would move uh, that match, any like the edge fully. I don't know if I would move it down. I don't know. Down. I think I would. I think... Um, you know what? I think Liger and Muda, which is the... It's, it's the in-between over here. They're playing yeah. a little catch between those two. Uh, maybe I would swap them. Because I'm okay swapping them. I think Liger and Muda... Yeah, fuck it. Swap Maybe them. does tell a more fun story than what Edge and Foley did at WrestleMania 20. Yeah, and they had more time. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't get to have a horror a horror film as a match. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, Edge and Foley goes down to 38, and Cactus Jack and Triple H go to 36. It's crazy. So I'm gonna look It's on. You can watch it on YouTube. So there you have it. Edge and Foley goes down to 38. And Cactus Jack and Triple H goes up to 36. So that's a pretty good switch. That's it. I feel good about it. Uh, but, guys, I think this brings us to the big one. Oh, here. no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, 38% of people said that Triple H versus oh. Shawn Michaels should be higher than number three. Uh, so I think what we're going to do here in just a second, similarly to the season two finale, is we're going to all uh, what rank our top three. Is that what we want to do? Rank our top three and then uh, sort of almost like a point system decide uh, that way who is number one. But let's let's talk it out first. And I, and I want to hear from Corey because Triple H, Shawn Michaels, I mean, we referenced it earlier. You don't think necessarily is worthy of that top spot. So let's he- let, let's hear you out on your thoughts on Triple H, Shawn Michaels, where it should stand. It's look, uh, we're not too far off of kind of what I was saying before. And maybe like again, you guys kind of throw the phrase around. What do you come to wrestling for? Like that ladder match 
Right, or was it a street fight? I think it was uh, uh, three street stages fight. of hell, wasn't it? No, non-sanctioned. Oh, that was it. That non-sanctioned. was it. Non-sanctioned. So street fight, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, but they don't really lean into that until like ten minutes into the match. Right. Um, That's the like they just build as it goes. Yeah, right? and you you have you know the sledgehammer shots and you know Sean's bleeding. They're both bleeding all over the place by the end of it. So I mean, the story in and of itself is good. However. And maybe it's just me, like the use or maybe the excess use of weaponry throughout, it it cheapens it to me. Whereas if you can get something, you know, super clean all throughout, then then I think you gotta roll with it. Hmm. So I don't have it in in its current spot. I would actually go the opposite way. I would drop it a couple notches, maybe. Um I mean, if we're gonna break it down like that, Kenny and, and Okada could theoretically go there, but it that stuff wasn't as central to their storytelling as much as it was just kind of thrown in the beginning and then we we move on and we have a full story of like everybody literally leaving it out in the ring. So Yeah. I hear you. So what I wanna say here is you know, we've done this at the end of every season. Yeah. And at the end of every season, our one, two, and three move around. Uh, you know, Bret Hart and Steve Austin, you know, Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. We are splitting hairs at a microscopic scope. And they've all taken a turn in that number one spot. They really sure. have. Uh, well, and- if you talk about splitting hairs, I mean, the most hair loss is in the Trip Shawn m- match. So. No! <laughs> <laughs> They're both bald now. Just saying. Um, so... I, I kind of want to look at, I mean, at some comments. Austin's always bald, but Brett's still got a full head of hair. I, I want to look at the comments. We've got three people who wrote in, please put Triple H versus Shawn Michaels at number one. Okay. Okay. And then what? <laughs> so is that is that just, is that it? Or do we do we get some substance behind why they feel that way? Uh, you know, um, I, d- I didn't get any substance why they feel that way, but we got somebody who put it at number two. Okay. Um, well, here's the thing, though. I would, I put it it would peak two, at five for me. Five? Like, if it's okay. going to be within top five, it's at five. Spencer, and that's if, a big if. If Spencer, if, if Spencer had arms the size of yours, he would really be throwing <laughs> punches at you right now. No, he wouldn't. No, uh, I, I guess it's my lucky day, then. <laughs> I um I just love the story a lot and I I think it's very good it is a it's great very good story. I think that yeah you know they do use weapons and I think it it both hurts and helps it you know I think that sledgehammer shot after the bell is one of the um when I think of a biggest evil moments in professional wrestling that's uh, that makes uh, you know the short list no that's I agree the, that's I agree that's where I feel like Jim Ross makes it. On commentary, though. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's he a great, is great match, but him on commentary, just his reaction to everything that happens, especially at the end, mm-hmm. it, it sells it. But I, at the same time, it's like Sean was away for four years, right? And Triple H is at the top of the game at this point. So, <laughs> thank you. The game. So, <laughs> um, right before evolution. So, to me, it makes sense that Sean's going to need the help with weapons to keep up with. Triple H, who has been sort of peak performance for the last two or three years, whereas Sean's been out of it for a while, that he might need that assistance, even though Sean was arguably one of the greatest before his injury. Okay, while you're making this point, while it's on my mind, who brought in weapons first? Trips. Was it Triple H? Yeah, he used the chair. 
to injure the back to go after the back. Yeah. But he, but he's a heel, right? Yeah. Like I and I don't know. I yes, I totally get your point. Um, like the story is that he's been gone for four years, but the booking of the match is that he never left. Sean, I mean, yeah. Well, guys, we we've heard from the listeners. We know what the data says. Uh, we we we've deliberated. Let's do it. Let's rank your top three right now. And I'm, you know, Paul and Spencer and I have done this before, so it's going to be nice having that weighted score with with Corey Constantine here. And and Corey, by the way, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, dude, I love this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I got it? it. I just, I'm so I I get still get so bummed about the end to Rock Austin. What we're gonna talk about in a couple of minutes. I know, I know. Okay, it seems like the votes have been tallied. Landon Corbin, break it down for (laughs) us, sir. Oh my god, guys. Uh, I don't envy your job right now. How could you do this to me? (laughs) Do what to you? Do what to you, Landon? There is a clear winner. There is a clear, distinctive winner that got more points than the other two. Oh wow. The other two. We have a tie. Okay. Mm. Okay. Let's talk about it. So, um, let's just go ahead and, 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 because I think it's very interesting that the one that got the most weighted, the highest weighted score, nobody put as number one, but almost everyone put as number two. Okay. And so if I, I, I have to go off of an average of everybody else. And let me just look, take a peek at what the listeners said. Uh, 7% of listeners would agree with us that it should go higher. Um, nobody said that it should go lower. So I think everyone is going to be overall pleased with coming out of season three. The last match standing right now is Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada. From Dominion. I mean, it's it's Omega Okada 4. You hear about it all the time. For good fucking reason. Everybody here thought it should be 2. No one else could really agree on what should be 1, what should be 2. And so for a tie in number 2, based on our scores, it's Triple H and HBK and Hart Austin. Um, You know, this is simply going off of, you know, weighted scores. No one necessarily thought that this should be number 2. Um, but you know, just, we have to sort of take an average of everyone's opinion. So is that the route we go? So you're saying Okada Omega one, Hart Austin two, Hunter and Sean three, like based off of that, that's what I would say. Should the survey be the tiebreaker and put Sean and triple H at two and Austin and Hart at three. Ooh. That's actually a difficult question to answer. That's a very difficult question. I think... Wait, so did everybody put Okada and Omega as number two? No, as number one. No, I think we put it all as number two, but that makes it the highest average score because... Oh, now you factor in the, the fans. It's the highest average score uh, because everyone put it at two. I one person was, put it as one. Uh, I put it as number one. One person put it as number one. That was me. So it, it just it makes it the highest average score. Um, if, if, but wouldn't that just firmly cement a number two? Possibly. 
But if like one that is a route that we could go at. That is a route we could go. But I think it, you know what we're trying to do is is take like the the weighted the average the weighted average score. If we were to take the weighted average score, we all think you know that that should be. You know, I don't know. It's difficult for me. I feel like we have nothing close to definitive, mm-hmm. which has me leaning towards keep it as is. Which I, you know, I nah, make no bones about it. One. Want Sean and Triple H to be one, so that's not what's going to end up happening right yeah. now. Ooh, I wouldn't move Tripp and Sean and leave it at number three. But if I, I don't know, like I just don't I, think I that would, one one of just, the four of us putting Okada Omega at one is enough to put it as one for the whole list. Like I would just, just flip opinion. Okada and um, Okada Omega and Hart Austin. I would just flip those two. Like, <laughs> that would then you would get your way and it would be number one true um, but i also would I, I think i think trips and sean it fine. would i think it would, i would be remiss if we didn't look at the 38 percent of people nearly nearly half of our listeners think that triple h and Shawn michaels should go higher I, I i think we need to take that into consideration okay fine okada omega one trip sean two 13 three damn Look, nearly half I'm a guess. the people who I'm not, voted. I'm not getting in on this. <laughs> nearly half the people voting wanted it higher. Yeah. And a lot of people thought that... Landon, this is going to hurt your feelings, I think. It's where we're it's at. It's nothing personal. I'm not, I'm not doing this to, to piss you off. I'm like, we need to listen to the fans. That's what the people want. I agree with Paul. 18% of our listeners say that Hart Austin should go lower. And... 38. 38% believe that Shawn Michaels and Triple H should go higher. Yeah. So, and, and we all just concretely said we think Omega Okada is number two. So I think what makes the <laughs> most sense Flip is flipping our number three and number one match. Wow. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I know. I Man, and, and we're going to do this again in 20 episodes. So, you know, we'll see where things go then. I think I'm going to be sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, did you find this difficult, Corey? Yes. <laughs> we do this. Yes. We've done this 60 times now. So. Well, we've done this three times, but. Once again, your last match standing out of 60 is Triple H versus Shawn Michaels from SummerSlam 2002. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> yeah absolutely i can't believe it uh, it makes a ton of sense between, to me between our discussion and between the fans <laughs> yeah i can even though even if i don't completely agree with it i gotta understand that at the end of the day the whole point of what we just did was what do the listeners say they're saying they clearly want this as number one and hey if you're listening to this and you absolutely don't agree and you're irate with this match being number one Fill out the poll next time. And <laughs> definitely keep an eye on these surveys. Send uh, in and, and your, be sure to be sure send to in respond. your your own audio clip. Tell us why. Oh yeah, we would love reactions. If yeah. you guys want to send us uh, any any reactions via email, audio clips, whatever, we'd be happy to share them uh, on the show. Yeah, tell us why. Go. Smack down your vote. Love it. <laughs> So it's been a really, really fun season three. I Guys, we've had the most fun. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Corey, again, thanks a million Thank you. for joining us. Uh, but that leads us to the big question. What's 
next in season four? Gilbert. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to tell you that if you want to find out what our first match is going to be for season four, episode 61 of Last Match Standing, you're going to have to pay some attention to Elevate Pro on Twitter. That's at E-L-E-V, the number eight, P-R-O, on Twitter. Uh, super, super grateful to be able to partner with them right now. It's And it's an incredible, incredible promotion here in Louisiana. Uh, they are going to have the scoop on our season four premiere. So make sure you give them a follow on Twitter. Uh, to find out what season four, episode one, is going to be next time you hear from us. And and if you want to check out some of their stuff, I mean, absolutely phenomenal talent at Elevate. You've got guys like Corey Constantine, like Dale mm-hmm. Springs. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> and the best part is, is that it doesn't matter if you live in Louisiana or Florida or New York or overseas. You can view their stuff on YouTube, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Also, you can view older stuff on the Fight app. Absolutely, yeah. There's archive footage on the Fight app. Go check it out, guys. Really Phenomenal good stuff. Wrestling. You heard yeah. that Sir Pinico guy. Yeah, he's he makes a lot of appearances. Fantastic. Yeah, we, we, <coughs> we recently saw a match with Sir Pinico. Sorry. Yeah. Super good. Super, super um, good. Yeah, Fight follows me on Twitter. Sweet. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, they fucking do. like, wait, what? Uh, thank you so much. What a great season three finale last That night. was it. <laughs> that was my announcement, guys. Spice, follow me on Twitter now. Uh, thanks uh, to everyone. So is, uh, Sean Stasiak. Thanks to everyone for filling out the surveys. I don't know why. Thanks for all of the uh, interaction throughout season three. We can't wait for the best that is yet to come in season four. Until then, I'm Spencer. I'm Paul. I'm Landon. I'm Corey Constantine. And this is Last Match Standing. <laughs>